0: Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. What does the story of Hanukkah have to do with us today? I'm Tim.
1: And I'm Miss. Hanukkah is both historic and prophetic. Believers need to know why. Let's talk about it.
0: If you didn't know, the Torah is the first five books of the Bible. Understanding and believing the Torah gives context to the rest of the Bible. You can email us at redpiltorah at gmail.com. Find us at our website www.redpiltorah.com. Follow us on redpiltorah.podbean.com, on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, or wherever you hear your favorite podcasts. We love to hear from you.
1: And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And a big shalom to our listeners in Oregon and Thailand. Listen out for Red Pill Torah on a radio station near you.
0: On our last podcast, we ended with a reading from Daniel 12 missing I see a clear connection between the whole book of Daniel and the celebration of Hanukkah. Let's start with some background on Daniel. In the third year of King Jehoiakim's reign in Jerusalem, the king of Babylon's army captured Jerusalem. Babylon's king also took items from the temple and put them in storage in the house of his God. He even ordered that smart young boys without physical defects be brought to serve in his palace. There, They would be taught the knowledge and ways of the Chaldeans, and they would receive the best room and board available in the kingdom. Among these young Jewish boys were Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Many know them as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know, their slave names. In addition, Daniel was one of these young Jewish captives.
1: As the story of Daniel develops, we see these four young men were pressured to give up their Hebrew way of life. Daniel 1, starting at verse 8, says that Daniel resolved that he would not defile himself with the king's food or wine that he drank. So he asked the chief officer to be excused from eating the food. Elohim caused the chief officer to be kind and sympathetic towards Daniel. However, the chief officer said to Daniel, I'm afraid of my lord, the king. After all, he has given you an allowance for food and drink. So if he were to see you boys looking worse than the others your age. You'd be putting my own head in danger from the king. Then Daniel said to the guard whom the chief officer had put in charge of the Hebrew boys, please try and experiment on your servants for 10 days. Have them give us only vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then see how we look and compare us with how the boys who eat the king's food look and deal with your servants according to what you see. He agreed to do what they had asked and gave them a 10 day test.
0: At the end of the 10 days, they looked better and more robust than all the boys who were eating the king's food. So the guard took away their food and the wine they were supposed to drink and gave them vegetables. Now, I can only imagine what the finest foods in Babylon were like. Daniel determined to not defile himself by eating it, so it must have been meat that was not kosher or not prepared in a suitable manner. Still, we see Elohim working behind the scenes to give Daniel favor when he needed it. It would have been so easy to just go along with the Babylonian diet and to save your own life in the process. Daniel, inspired by divine wisdom, decided to tactfully stand up for the ways of Elohim.
1: Next in the book of Daniel, we see the story of the king's dream. He actually forgot the dream, so he demanded that the wise advisors both recall the dream for him and interpret the meaning. Daniel and the three Hebrew boys, as they're called, prayed to Elohim for the answer, and Elohim gave it to Daniel in a night vision. The king's dream involved a unique statue. Daniel chapter 2, verse 32 to 33 describes it as follows: The head of the statue was of fine gold, its chest and arms of silver, its trunk and thighs of bronze, its legs of iron and its feet partly of iron and partly of clay. A stone separated itself without any human hand, struck the statue on its feet made of iron and clay, and broke them in pieces. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold were all broken into pieces. The wind blew them away without leaving a trace. But the stone which had struck the statue grew into a huge mountain that filled the whole earth.
0: The statue represented empires that would rule a vast expanse across the world. The stone separated without hands represented the coming kingdom of Jehovah, which will destroy the kingdoms of men and establish the eternal kingdom of Jehovah on earth. Mm-hmm. Every kingdom needs a king. The king will be none other than the Messiah, the righteous son of David. Imagine the boldness of Daniel to tell the king of Babylon that while his kingdom is great, the Most High will come and eliminate the unrighteous rule of men. So he got it right. Yeah, Mama, he was right. The king elevated Daniel to a prime position, and Daniel requested that the three Hebrew boys be promoted as well. Here again, we have Daniel the Jew standing in integrity to Elohim's ways while speaking uncomfortable truths to a ruling power. At the end of the day, we see the righteous people blessed by Elohim, even while they remained in captivity.
1: Next we see the story of the three Hebrew boys and the fiery furnace. The king of Babylon agreed to an order requiring everyone to worship his image, but those three Hebrew boys did not comply. When asked to give an account for themselves, in Daniel chapter 3, starting at verse 16, they said, Your question doesn't require an answer from us. Your Majesty, if our Elohim, whom we serve, is able to save us, he will save us from the blazing hot furnace and from your power. But even if he doesn't, we want you to know, Your Majesty, that we will neither serve your gods." nor worship the gold statue which you have set up. Tim, I'm sure you know that after that the king had them thrown into a superheated furnace. It was so hot, the men who threw them in were killed by the heat. However, Jehovah rescued the three Hebrews miraculously. Got so excited. <laughs> there was even a fourth person in the fire with them, who the scriptures described as having the appearance like the sons of God. Again, Elohim delivered His people who stood for His righteous ways, even in the face of overwhelming power and what seemed like certain death.
0: The book of Daniel continues with stories of how Elohim humbled the most powerful rulers on earth. Daniel chapter 4 describes the Babylonian king's dream about a great tree. A holy being decreed that it should be cut down with its stump and roots remaining protected in the earth. Daniel told the king that he was the tree, and judgment had been decreed upon him. Daniel even urged the king to repent. Now imagine the courage it took to call out the sin of a powerful king who could end your life on a whim. As we know, the king did not repent, so Elohim's judgment came on the king. He became as a wild animal, and when the time of his judgment was done, his sense returned to him, and the king was restored to his throne. Then, he blessed Jehovah, the king of heaven, giving honor to him.
1: Chapter 5 tells about this king's son, Belshazzar. While hosting a party, he ordered that items from the temple in Jerusalem be brought to him so that he could party with them. As the king and his guests drank from them, praising the gods of gold, silver, brass, and other materials, a mysterious hand appeared and wrote something that the king could not interpret. The king was scared out of his mind. So he called his wise men, who were useless, and eventually then sent for Daniel. He interpreted the writing and spelled judgment for the king of Babylon. That night, the king was killed and another ruler took his place. Again, we see the boldness before a ruler who did not respect the authority of Elohim. A common theme is coming clear in these stories, Daddy.
0: Yeah, I agree, Mama. Now the rest of the book of Daniel includes the story of his deliverance from the lion's den. According to Scripture, Daniel was put there for defying a decree against praying to anyone other than the king. As we know, Elohim delivered Daniel because he maintained his integrity and was faithful to Jehovah. We also see descriptions of Daniel's visions involving kingdoms rising and falling, deliverance for his people, something about an abomination that makes desolate, and angels answering the questions about the last days. The visions were so powerful that even Daniel could not fully understand what he saw. Daniel was told to close the book and that he would rest and receive his reward at the end of days.
1: In church, I had never heard of the book of Maccabees or the account of the story of Hanukkah. Without knowing the story from Maccabees, we have no context for what the abomination that makes desolate could be. It is mentioned in Daniel 11 Uh, verse 31, and Daniel 12, verse 11. We now know that it refers to when the Greek ruler, Antiochus Epiphanes, placed a statue of a Greek god in the temple, in the holy temple, and sacrificed a pig on the holy altar of Jehovah. This was the ultimate show of contempt. It is also a sign of things to come. If you missed it, check out our podcast, episode 113, titled Living in Circles. In that episode, we discussed the way the Bible describes the passing of time. It is a series of repeating cycles or events, making clear that there is truly nothing new under the sun. If believers in the Elohim of Israel had to boldly stand for His ways despite intense persecution in the past, we will have to do so in this generation. This is the story of Hanukkah. So,
0: knowing the deeper meaning of Hanukkah, what would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and give in to the immense pressure to conform to the world's standards?
1: Or would you take the red pill and stand for the ways of Jehovah, counting friendship with Him as more valuable than getting along in this world? Only you can answer that question. Times are getting more perilous and uncertain. Prepare yourself to stand with the Mighty One of Israel and pray for the faithful believers who are making public stands for the faith. Be familiar with the end-time prophecies in the scriptures so that you can recognize and discern the times as they come upon us. Many prophecies have happened in our lifetime, and more are on the horizon. Be strong and do not be afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for Yehovah Eloheinu is with you wherever you go. Joshua 1, verse 9.
0: Well, that's all we have time for today. Please listen again online and share this with a friend. Thanks for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Torah, where
1: you can
0: handle the truth.